Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 556 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by the not-stupid Ben Askren. The, the, you know what? I'll say it. I'm going to put it out there. No one here is stupid. You're all smart. And we have a special guest, uh, David Bray. He's not that special. He's done the show probably about 30 times, and he works here. Kind of a and, regular guest. And he's yeah, basically in the building every time we do the show. So this is the, make him feel special. Make him uh, feel special. He is, he is special. He is special, just like we're all not stupid. We're all special. And he's here for, for Super 32 goodness. I think I said the wrong number of show that it is. Um, what, are, what are we on here? We've been going for a while. Yeah. Is it Wait, five... 66. I think I said Jeez. 556. Yeah. Jeez. 100 shows from now, we're going to have a decision to make. Um, Skip that show. Ooh. Yeah. We might have to go. I was thinking uh, about that. I think you do like. 655 part one and two. Or like A and B. Yeah. Yeah. A and B. <laughs> Rome, we could Roman numeral it. Really? Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of options, but we cannot have. Um, I'm not even going to say the number. What if it's just the full Alien Hour episode? <laughs> Good. Maybe it should be. Oh, that's, that's pretty go. good. Yeah. Wow. Dark okay. art special. Yeah. <laughs> just straight Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Take it easy. All right. Bracky loves Harry Potter. Hey, we are going to talk a lot about uh, Super 32, but want to kind of circle back. USA Wrestling had the Zoom call yesterday. I watched. Um, you watched. I watched. Um, the American people watched. Uh, I found it helpful and informative. Uh, really? Was, really. I really did. Um, All I kept saying was facts, and I, I wanted to say uh, what facts. You know, what facts? Oh. Um, you you wanted, like, a, citations? Um, well, no, but, I mean, if you're going to say facts, it's like, I mean, the only real thing I could think, Christian, is that, he could say like the herb, uh, the hotels in Serbia suck. There's no way we're putting one of our athletes there. And to which I would reply, um, you know, number one, I don't think it's not all that likely anyone gets it. Number two, what uh, you know, these healthy ath- world class athletes likely aren't going to get sick if they do get it. Number three, I would say set up a field hospital somewhere. I mean, you know, the the chances that a world class athlete gets so sick they're going to be on a ventilator is really, really, really far away. Well, it's not just world class athletes that are going. One, well, two, if, if, brought... if the, I mean, listen, I'm not going to send an, uh, a very, very overweight senior official. I'm not going to do that. I'll send healthy young officials to get the job done. Well, not official. I mean, listen, that the part of the delegation is a is a larger group of people. One, two. I think, you know, what if someone gets it and they have to quarantine? They can't come back and they can't come back to the country. And there's all these weird restrictions. Can't from... quarantine for two weeks. So what? You you don't that's think part that's of the a risk you take? Well, listen, Christian, I'm going to Singapore in in a month, and listen, one of the risks I know I'm going to take is that I'm going to have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, it's part of the risk. It's simple. Life has risks and rewards. If you want to go to the World Championships, you might have to get quarantined. Tough shit. Well, the the arena is literally a COVID overflow hospital right now. 
Well, listen, if it maintain, if it still stays there, then they're probably going to cancel the world. So then the onus isn't on you. You did your best to go and it just didn't happen. Sorry. Or maybe they have good foresight and it just makes sense. And maybe Serbia is not being super forthright with their Corona numbers. Christian, like many countries okay. aren't. But Okay, listen, Serbia is not China. And even if they're lying by, I don't what do you want to say? 50%, 60%, 70%. They're still way lower than Wisconsin. And they have, right? And this property, the population of Serbia is 7 million. The population of Wisconsin is roughly 6 million. They're relatively similar. So we're just talking state by state, not country by country. Uh, it's still way lower. Wisconsin has had over 4,000 cases the last couple of days. Serbia has reported 300. So even if you want to triple, quadruple, you're still way less. The reported hospitalizations are still uh, a fraction of what we have in Wisconsin. There's well, just not have- justification. Well, if there's only 400 hospitalizations, why would they have a 500-bed overflow COVID hospital? Listen, I, I don't know. They did that. They just did for that fun, Just for kicks? Yeah, well, they did that in Wisconsin, and there was, you know, they never used it. They, took, they put it up. They tore it down. And I know they said they used the one in Serbia, uh, and I cannot confirm nor deny that. Uh, but again, if they're using it at the time of the world, and it's really that bad, then the worlds won't happen, and then the onus isn't on us. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're uh, you're insatiable. That is clear. Well, I mean, and Christian, at the end of the day, and then my, my bigger problem, right? My bigger problem is if this organization is going to say we are safety first, we want to care about the safety. I could get down with that. I mean, it's not it's not what I would do, but I could get down with that. The problem I really have is the hypocrisy of then holding these events. And Rich Benner kept saying, uh, "Well, if you don't know the difference between Serbia and Iowa, then I can't help you." Well, listen. Rich, you didn't cite it. You, I mean, the only thing you could say, literally the only thing would be hospitals. That's it. Because corona cases, way higher. Amount of people competing, significant. I mean, we're talking 10, 20, 50 times higher, right? Uh, overweight people in, in the Midwest, way higher. And so what, what facts in that case are you going to cite that makes Iowa different than Serbia? Because in Serbia, you're sending probably a total contingent of around 50 people, somewhere, give or take a couple. Mm-hmm. And... You can get in and out quickly. They're all they're all professionals. They're not youth amateur athletes. And you know, I don't I hate I hate saying like, oh, this tournament doesn't matter. I don't like doing that in any way, shape, or form for any tournament. But are we gonna act like the preseason nationals matters as much as the world championships? Is that really what we're gonna act like? Because it doesn't, right? That's the freaking world championships. That is the pinnacle of our sport. So I, no, I, I have not seen the difference. I'm saying Serbia poses a lot less danger to that very small contingent than it does. 5,000 people likely will be going to Des Moines, Iowa for the preseason nationals in two weeks. And your safety protocols are not all that stringent. I was just at a national level event. So if you want to say safety first, I can get down with that. What I can't get down with is the hypocrisy of trying to hold two truths simultaneously, which are direct opposition to each other. Why would USA Wrestling not want to go to Worlds? It doesn't make sense. It's like their thing. It's like the pinnacle, the most important thing. This is what I'm telling you, Christian. This is well. Tell me how those. Tell me how you can hold both those truths to be similar. If you want to say safety is first, safety is our immediate priority. If you want to say that, how do you then also do these other things? Well. I, I, I was at, listen, I was at the event last weekend. I wasn't at senior nationals. I was at the event last weekend and I can tell you the safety protocols were very lax. I can tell you that for a fact. And if you want me to go through the very specific things, I will. Uh, but I don't know that I need to. No, I don't think it's necessary at all. I think 
uh, I just think, listen, USA Wrestling is going to want to send people to Worlds, period. That's what sure. they're going to want to do. So if it's going to be possible, they're going to, yeah, exactly. If they can do it, they'll do it. They don't think it's possible. They would, no one would want Christian, to do it more than them. but it's a safety thing. What safety thing am I missing? What am I, just tell me what I'm missing. And this is where, listen, I haven't done the research that Rich Benner did. I haven't done the research that the executive committee did. Tell me where I'm missing. Don't just tell me facts. That's what, they, in that call yesterday, they just said facts. I want to know what I'm missing. Maybe I am stupid. Maybe there's something I'm not recognizing. I mean, the one thing that I think of is maybe you could say the hospitals are dog crap. We do not want a person ending up in a Serbian hospital. That will be really, really, really bad. Um, maybe that's what you want to say. And if that's your answer, give me that answer. But don't tell me facts. Because well, I think they did. I want to know what you're I thinking. I think they essentially mentioned that. What? What did they say? I thought they talked about the, the medical... Um... I mean, they didn't they, say they spoke they in these as, like really broad terms. They didn't, yeah, they didn't really they're not going to say Serbian hospitals are crap, Ben. They're going to they're going to speak around. They're going to say, hey, yeah, the facilities or the this or the technology, whatever. They're not going to get so specific. Um, it's a it's a governing body. It's not you on a podcast. So they're going to they're going well, to be a little more Christian, delicate. Christian, me on a podcast. And uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit. We reach significantly more people than that Zoom call. No, that's no, a, no. That's, that's not. That's act. no. That's not my point. Um, obviously, that's true. I'm saying you want a pod, <laughs> you want a podcast. You're going to speak more freely than a governing body is about a decision to not send someone to the world. So yeah, while sure, you, you can't you can't throw Serbia under the bus. I get it, but you can say you can say factual things if they're facts. You can say them. Yeah, and I think that's what they did just more broadly and less uh, on the nose as as you would. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. More and more, I, I'm, I think, I'm I, wondering how, if there there even is going to be a world. I know UWW has November 6th is like the date they can say, all right, maybe this isn't going to happen. I applaud them for trying to do it. Um, just like, you know, if USA was going, I would I would applaud that decision too. I would, I think it'd be great. But, um the way it's trending, it, it seems like it's going to be tough. And what's the, the – they need – what percentage of the countries or what's the minimum countries they're going to need to for it to – I believe it's eight of the top ten. Yeah. And 70%, right? It's like that combination. Well, so we're, we're – I mean, we're making that really tough because it's now essentially nine of the top ten because we ain't going. We were barely top ten. Yeah, eight of the top ten and 70% of all teams <laughs> from 2009 must compete for there to be Worlds. Eight of the top ten. So if two more countries – Say no, they're out. So I don't know who who that would be. I mean, we know the the usual suspects: uh, Russia, Iran, and is that total metal? Right, Russia. That, that dude didn't have masks on. You see that last weekend <laughs> in the nationals? Uh-uh. <laughs> At their nationals, barely anyone in the crowd had masks on. Oh right? yeah, yeah, they eradicated, and it was quickly. packed, big crowd. Yeah, yeah. Almost looked like a Trump rally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I I, listen. I don't know who I'm voting for, Christian. All I'm saying is Trump's got a lot of people at his rallies and it seems to be packed. Yeah. (laughs) And also, and all, as you mentioned, Corona is spiking all around the country. Not at Trump rallies. No one can get him there. And you can't get him at protests either. You you can't. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Both of those places, all the people involved say, no, we're cool here. We're cool to protest. And, you know, rob a footlocker and all this stuff, and we're, we're cool to go to Trump rallies. Both are immune. It's very strange times. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's talk Super 32. Uh, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm so yeah. excited. Ben is was not allowed to go. He was told by his leadership at Aspen Wrestling Academy, <laughs> you don't get to go. That's unfortunate. Maybe next year for Ben. Uh, but we brought David Brakes. He's he is the uh, our high school ranker and the, our high school expert. And uh, yeah, I I need to learn a lot about this. And I think a lot of our listeners are big college fans, so they want to know well, why why do I care about the Super Thirty Two, David? There's a lot of reasons to care, and uh, man, we, we've we kind of covered every single weight class, so if you haven't started looking at the weight class previews, you should. We've got one for all 14 weights. Um, I, I think the one that, that people are going to be really familiar with from following who's number one is 126 because of the action that's happening at the top. Uh, this, this is the one that you got to circle if you're, if you're like, all right, I'm going to watch one weight class. I would say 126 is the one, and we've got Drake Ayala who is coming off his insane win over Richie Figueroa, and he's going to have a potential finals matchup with Jordan Titus. So, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that, that match is the one that I'm, like, salivating over. Can't wait to see. That match would be insane. Have they ever wrestled? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe they have. What, what about Dean Peterson? Is he not going? Peterson's not going to be there. Um, oh, so, so yeah, man. those are the two guys at the top, but then there are a total of 11 ranked guys in that bracket. So, uh, it's just, it's, it's going to be packed. And so, I mean, for either of those guys to navigate the whole tournament, um, you know, don't be surprised if, if either one of them hits a bump along the road, but I think that's the final we're going to see. And I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that matchup? Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's interesting because the scrambling of, of Titus and just his, I mean, now the top game, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, he's good on top, but I just watched Ayala get away in five seconds against who I thought was one of the best top wrestlers in the country. And so, you know, Ayala had this, like, singular focus on Figueroa and had a very Figueroa-specific game plan executed in one. So is what is going to be interesting is he going to be able to do this match after match against all these different dudes and... um you know, Titus, I think he has a good style to make it, make a really deep run. I And I agree that I think the match is going to happen. Um, oh, my gut is kind of – I really like Titus. Um, it's tough to pick against Ayala after doing what he did. Yeah. But I, I really think it's it's close to a coin flip, and I might and I might lean uh, Jordan Titus here. Are, isn't it interesting, the, the Shim Wizard thing, that he caught uh, Dean Peterson in a couple times and he almost caught him again, and Figueroa shoots so many single legs? Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's gonna be the isn't that gonna be the battle? Ayala, yeah. No, I'm saying the Shin Wizard. One, Ayala's gonna shoot a single leg. Yeah, and Titus is gonna try to get his Shin Wizard. Um, that's gonna be the battle right there. Yeah, or could he blow his doors off on a double like he did? He shot through Dean Peterson's face. That's the combination <laughs> that he has. That like because like most scramblers aren't like exactly. blow through you guys. He's a scrambler, a really good scrambler who can blow through you. Yeah, that. That's the combo that like, how do you, I don't know, how do you prepare for that? Um, and I think, you know, Dean Peterson had to, had to feel it one time before he yeah. could make he the adjustment. Right in the face <laughs> area. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, he had to, he had to lose to him in a match last year oh, yeah. to prepare and to kind of know what that, you know, what that Jonesy felt like that, that. It's one of those moves that you're like, oh, man, I would not go over in that. Like, there, you know, I don't care what, you know, what you say, I wouldn't I go would. over it, but had to feel it. Um, 
I'd go. I'd go over. Go. I watched that like, oh, that happened like, to me. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely happened to me. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really curious about that matchup. Ayala is, I mean, he's he's as hot as anybody in the country right now. Um, pulled off a win that nobody thought he would. And and uh, so that's the one that I, I'm curious about. I think I'm going to lean Ayala. I just, he, he seems yeah. super focused. And um, the way that he beat Richie was just like, he was so dogged in that. He's just a dogged guy in that match, like just scratch and claw for every point and, uh, you know, maybe end up grabbing the grabbing the singlet or uh, grabbing the shirt every once in a while, but doing whatever it took to win. And it, <laughs> if he if he has that same level of intensity, I think I'm going Ayala here. What do you think, Ben? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a battle. I think I'll pick Ayala just because I saw him beat Richie Figueroa a couple weeks back. Um Titus, it'll be interesting to see how much more in shape he is. He got very, very, very tired in the Dean Peterson match. And listen, they, they wrestled hard, so it kind of should have got tired I was going to say, bit. man, they they were really – there were so many exchanges. Remember in the early goings? Yeah, yeah it was, they wrestled hard. Yeah. yeah. There were so a lot fewer would... exchanges in, like, the Ayala-Figueroa match. It was very calculated, Correct. hand down. They were both very yeah. cautious with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would go Ayala, but uh, if Titus comes in better shape, I think obviously his chances to win go way up. Oh, hey, I got a conspiracy theory for you, Christian. Can, oh, we, this, can we interrupt? This. It's very it's very important. Someone smart said it to me last night, and I said, holy crap, how did I not think of that? Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Jordan Burroughs is going up to do matches, money matches against our number one and two, 86 kilogram. He's testing the waters. No. Yeah. No. He is. Not. That's the only way it makes sense. He is. No. He's testing no. the waters. Yes, he is. Yes, he's he is. I. Yes. He's. He just did an interview <laughs> with Bader, and he said, "I will only compete at seventy-four kilos." For well, us. obviously, if he told everyone, it wouldn't be a secret, Christian. <laughs> Come on. Come on. He doesn't look in the interview. He. They just. He doesn't look any bigger. He's Listen, not going Christian, up to a- why why did he make me wrestle 173 pounds or whatever the hell when we wrestled when I was <laughs> a very minimal threat to him but he's making Zahid he's going up to 185 for Zahid and David like that just doesn't make sense I uh he just maybe he just didn't like you Ben he wanted you to cut weight maybe he, did, he likes uh, no good. yeah I'm sorry you had I'm sorry you you've really hung on to the wound of Listen. having to cut weight to beat the streets I was. I cut you 11, referenced 11 it half, no less than I cut 10 11 times. and a half pounds in 18 hours after coaching at Freestyle State. It was crap. Uh, but <laughs> listen, listen. I, I'm sorry you can't see between the lines, but Jordan Burroughs is testing a move to 186 kilograms. I think you know he almost missed weight at 2017 trials, right? 19. Uh, but the only the only one testing the waters here is is, uh, is Zahid. I mean, he's the tweener. No, I th- I think Jordan's yeah. testing the waters. He's moving up. He's seeing how good David and and uh, Zahid are, and it, it, he's thinking about moving up. All right, B- bet me a Bitcoin, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I so here, here's what I think I think one forty second of a Bitcoin, whatever that is right now. Bitcoin, big listen. Don't Bitcoin's going. <laughs> don't get him started right up. now. No, <laughs> don't do this <laughs> on a heater. <laughs> You broke thirteen thousand yesterday. Well, now it's, it's just, less. <laughs> oh, no, it's thirteen thousand right now. I just checked my app. 
All right. Well, by the end of the show, it's going to be under 13. Bet. Uh, uh, by the end of the day, it will not be under 13. Okay, anyways, I'll bet you that. Um, listen, it's, Jordan it's, Burroughs is testing the waters at 86 kilograms. That's what I'm telling you. It's harder than he thinks to make uh, – well, harder than you think it is for him to make 74 kilograms. No. I don't think anyone said it was easy, but – He's not. He, we literally just watched an interview with him this morning where he sits there and tells Bader no. Because Bader's like, Listen, after, after 2021, will you ever go if, up? And he said no. 74 kilos. If it was a secret, he wouldn't tell everyone. If it was a secret, he wouldn't tell everyone. What? Do you think he's just going to. He's smart. Okay. He's smart. He's not dumb. Bitcoin's at 12,971 right now. Um, He's not going to. He's not going <laughs> up to 86. No way. Not happening. Listen, why would he go wrestle the number one and two people at 86? To make money. To make money. <laughs> it's legacy to, stuff. To, to test to, the waters. To rest. test the waters. No. There's not many guys. Listen, there's a, there's a competitive uh, advantage that comes when you wrestle someone, right? What and, do you mean? Okay. You don't want to wrestle all the 74-kilogram best when these are the guys that are trying to take him out. Um, he's not going to want to wrestle. I mean, I'm... I'm not speaking for Jordan. I'm just assuming he's not going to want to wrestle. Well, he, does, he doesn't want to wrestle Dick. We've, that that's established. Whether yeah. it's competitively or just because he doesn't like him, he doesn't. Yes, he does not like Kyle Dake. They are not friends. Um, and I think, you know, Imar's beaten him, and you know, Makai Lewis is young town. So I think it's like, well, I want I want matches, but I don't really want to wrestle these guys. So why don't I just go up and test myself against a Zahid Valencia? At 185 pounds. What? While I'm at it, why don't I move to like 4-0 against uh, David Taylor? And if it's kind of a, if he loses at 74, it's kind of like a, this is this is a guy that talks a lot about his legacy. If he loses a match at 74 kilograms, it's like, oh man, you lost to this guy or that guy at your weight. You lose to um, David Taylor at 80, 185 or 86. It's like, well, that's the world champ up a weight who hasn't lost since 2017. There's no shame in that. Um, so I think that's listen, part of it. Listen. So I think he's going to realize how big David Taylor is. And then he's going to say, okay, maybe, you know, maybe 86 ain't my, my jam here. And you go back down to 74. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So we haven't uh, yet talked about this. Um, I guess. We didn't just... talk about this. We have not talked about the. Um, Are you the... sure? I'm pretty sure. We have not talked about their most recent tweets, and that's what yes. you're going to get to. Really? One second. Yeah. So when after Worlds uh, was officially, or USA announced they're not going, Jordan tweets, hey, I haven't, uh, my December is freed up, let's wrestle, right? And David wants yeah. to do it. So Jordan, yes, he is testing the waters. He, wa he wants to wrestle Zahid. He apparently wants to wrestle David Taylor. But I well, don't. He is wrestling Zahid. That's done. Yeah, he's wrestling Zahid, November fourteenth. Yes. Live on fullwrestling.org. Uh, so what please, time? Uh, we'll say seven. Seven. I, I bet Sounds if you, good. If you turn it at seven, you're probably gonna be in good shape. Okay. So deal. But but with David, I, I think it's just a different different situation. I think it's gonna be a really really tough match. Yeah, David. So I mean, I feel like David. I don't know what they're gonna weigh in at. Um, and I don't know what the weigh-in procedures will be, but David's significantly bigger, I feel like. He's taller. He's big. I mean, he's just overall a bigger person. And, I mean, their their matches were not bloodbaths. 
They were know? so close. No, he, he he beat him sort of soundly once when he in like 2013, and then U.S. Well, no, Open. No, that was 2012. Wasn't it 2012? It was earlier. It was way earlier. In it, the, was it was 13. David was still in college. Yeah, it was 13, and then okay, and 14. They wrestled twice in the trials, and they, they were good good matches, right? I don't think David ever yeah. won. Won one. David he definitely won. didn't win one. But I'm trying to say, was he in the lead at any point? I don't think. Uh, maybe. But well, yes, he was. Are you kidding me? He was up six three with like thirty seconds left. Piles, remember he came back and got two. That was the later. open. That Classic was the open. KB. That was the open. Oh, well, I'm talking okay. about trials. Okay. Um, but yes, it. of course, the the iconic U.S. Open match. But I meant in trials. I didn't think um, they ever had a. Um, I don't know if he was ever losing or whatever. But anyway. I think it's just a different David Taylor now, and that's six. That was six years ago. Um, smaller, a tweet much from smaller David, David Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, much smaller. So yeah, I don't know, if the match happens, I don't know how Burroughs is a favorite, even though you know all things being equal, sure I pick him, but you can't be twenty pounds smaller. He might be more than twenty pounds smaller than than David, right? David gets well over two hundred, I'm sure. Well, I would guess, I mean, listen, I said, I don't know what they're going to do for weigh-in procedures, but I would have to guess that, you know, it's going to be like three hours before 185, 190, somewhere in there. Right. That's what I would guess Burroughs would want. Yeah. Well, sign me up for that. Hey, remember how he made me big 173? Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember watching you uh, cut the weight. So does that, mean, does that mean he's more scared of me than David Taylor? Yeah, I think there's no question about it. No question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, so he's, he's testing the waters up to 86. All right, back to Super 32. Yes, Super 32. <laughs> Wait, Bracky, who do you like at, at 26? Probably Ayala. Um, I, I don't know. I After watching him against Figueroa, I just think he finds a way. All right, so I'm on I'm on Titus Island here. Man, I want to see it though. That that like I just can't. When I think Jordan Titus now, like there's the only thing I can think about is that opening scramble with he and Peterson. It just like went on forever, and it was like so good. Oh yeah, so good. Um, so yeah, 126 is gonna be awesome just for that for that matchup alone, and then and there's a ton of crazy depth. Um, 120. I think Bracky, you wrote the preview for 120, and that. Nope. I, I was I thought wrong, but 120 is uh, is a maybe the deepest weight class. There are 13 ranked guys and four 126 pounders coming down. Um, I think probably most of those guys are going to bump back up after this event. It's something that happens at Super 32, where guys will just like descend for one event and then uh, then they'll go back up. Oh, yeah. But yeah, some of the names in this bracket are pretty pretty interesting. Um, Cooper Flynn, number three at 126. And Troy Spratley, number four at 126. Uh, shout out to Spratley. He just committed to Minnesota this week. Um, those guys are in there. Gary Steen is in there. Mason Gibson is in there. Gibson, by the way, just knocked off Steen last weekend at the um, PA Power, True Power event. And won Super 32 last year as an eighth grader. As an eighth grader at 106. So I'm super interested in him. Um, Cash Raymond is number seven. Uh, Tyler Kasich, Mac Church. Nicola Rivera, those guys are all top twelve, and then there are more ranked guys after that. But that's a field that I think that I think could could look really interesting, could go a lot of different ways. And I think the biggest question here at one twenty is 
uh, Mason Gibson. Like, how good is this kid? Up at 120, does he does he win his second Super 32 title? And now he's you know just now as a freshman, and that win that he had over Gary Steen, um, he looked he looked incredible. Steen is a guy who's been really really good on the scene for a long time, and and a guy that you would think could pose some serious problems for a freshman. He's really good on the mat, um, tough to take down, really good defensively. And Gibson just I mean he, it was a close match three to two, but Gibson looked like he is going to get the better of that matchup probably time after time. So I, I, I kind of think he can win it. And I mean, that would be, that would be like just, you know, adding more fuel to the fire. Of this kid's legacy is just a ninth grader. Um, so Gibson, I think probably is my pick there, but he's going to have to run a gauntlet to do it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Brack? You said this is one of your favorite weights. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I think Cooper Flynn is awesome. You know, he committed to Virginia Tech earlier this summer. And then Spratly, we saw him this summer working out with, like, Thomas Gilman and Sammy Sasso and some of those guys at those Oklahoma camps. Um, but after watching Gibson this past weekend, I kind of feel like he's the guy again, which is crazy to say. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all in. Having watched him last year, I thought he looked really good against Steen. I, I think he's going to be really hard for guys to score on him. And I think that, and he has really – consistent safe offense he's a really good hand fighter for a freshman um yeah i think he's i think he's the pick though cooper flynn obviously looms large what do you think ben man i don't i feel like i am too uneducated on these guys to make that pick i i mean i know these guys i know their names but i've probably seen them all watch wrestle two matches or three i don't think i've ever seen spratly actually so yeah, that's why I said we should bring someone else on here because I'm not going to be super uh, a big help with these guys. Someone had a question. Uh, some of the Wisconsin guys to watch. Are there some uh, Wisconsin guys, maybe that aren't in your club, that you don't want to put pressure on, that are that are tough, that are entered here, that you know of? Um, or did you well, just take all the good wrestlers? Well, that's not, true, we don't it's okay. all of them yet. We we have twenty. I mean, we have 29 going this weekend. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of people there. Um, the two that are not from my club, I feel like I should look at a list. There should be a state list somewhere. Uh, the two that are, that are not from my club that I think would, would be in there would be um, Nicola Rivera and Blaine Brenner would be the two that I would say would be really good, just kind of off the top of my head that I think would have a chance of placing. I, I don't I think that maybe 120 and 126 or 120 and 132, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. That'd Nicola Rivera is in here, in here at 120. Um, and I, I actually wanted to ask you about him. Um, he's like, I, he he ha, he'll, he's a guy who'll have like a you know a takedown go viral every once in a while on social media because he's yeah. just like he's tries things that are unconventional, um, really exciting. And how, how do you think he can do in a in a really deep field? Um. So I, I, what I would say about him is yeah, he's uh, he doesn't have a lot of basics, but the thing he does really well he just wrestles his ass off all the time. And he just, and he's going to throw stuff at you. The, he's going to throw the kitchen sink at you literally for six minutes from every different angle. And he's really good at people, putting people on their backs. Um, so what, I mean, to, to me, what that says in a field like this is he's definitely going to have some big wins, but it's going to be really challenging for him to put match after match after match after match together because really you're probably, and in, in this field, you're going to have to beat five really good guys. We're going to say from the round of 32 on, you're going to have really tough matches is, is what I would guess. You know, Because he'll probably be somewhere, I don't know, between a 6 and 10 seed is what I would guess. 
So yeah, round of 32 on, and who knows, maybe even round of 64, you're going to have someone really tough. So putting that many really good matches together is going to be a challenge. Yeah, it'll be interesting. He took he took a kind of an unexpected loss sometime this summer. Um, and yeah, I can't, I'm I'm trying to remember where, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where he could he can take a loss, but like you said, he can he can knock some guys off. So I, yeah, that weight class is gonna be okay. it's gonna be wild. I can't wait can't wait to see what happens there. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, who are some of the um, guys college fans should should be keeping an eye on here? Some of the top recruits that are gonna be gonna be in the mix. Racky, you got to be pretty feeling pretty good about West Virginia. We've already talked about um, the two kind of the two big ones for West Virginia uh, and Jordan Titus and Cooper Flynn. Um, he's going to Virginia. Oh, oh, Flynn's going Virginia Tech. So, yeah. man, Virginia, you got to be feeling Bracky good. Bracky you got to be feeling good. Bracky's Bracky's got his uh, his college his college situation lined up because he likes both those schools. Um, South Dakota State has four guys committed. They have uh, three of them are ranked. Um, they've got Connor Gaynor, Derek Cardinal, Alex Martin, and Roman Rogotsky committed. So South Dakota State fans probably pretty fired up. Uh, NC State with a bunch of guys. Penn with a bunch of guys. Uh, I, yeah, I think Penn, you know, we talked about them over kind of beginning of quarantine into the summer that they were having this crazy yeah. recruiting success, bringing in guy after guy after guy. And so uh, – It'll be good, interesting to see how those guys finish. They've got um, at 126, Kelly Dunnigan from Jersey. Um, at 32, Nico Nardone. He's fourth, and he's also a Jersey guy. Like Almost all these guys are, are Jersey guys. They've got uh, Kyle Hosserman, who's a PA guy. He's a senior uh, at 38. 52, they've got Andrew Trochinski. Um, at 152, and then Martin Cosgrove at 195. So they are pulling in those Jersey kids strong, and they're going to, I think, have a pretty good showing here. Um, so Penn, five guys, mentioned NC State, and they're probably, the, you know, their top recruit in this field is Chase Horn. He's going to be really tested. Yeah, we got to talk about that weight. Heavyweight, yeah. It's, it's one where the top three guys in the country are all there and not a ton of other ranked guys. So we should, I think, get to see – those matchup, those matchups we're hoping for, which would be Hayden Copas and Keontae Hamilton probably in a semi, and then Chase Horn will get the winner. Um, Copas is the guy that some people were hoping to see at who's number one. He took a couple losses over the summer, and and that bumped him out, including to Horn, including yeah. one to Chase Horn, and he's but he's like I don't know. Mike broke this down really well on the site. He's a little bit more of a Traditional heavyweight, really big, bully you, beat you up, and uses physicality to win. And then we've seen Keontae and Chase Hornet, who's number one. We know the athleticism there and the you know the really high skill set. Uh, so it's kind of that that prototypical typical heavyweight against the kind of the more athletic breed of heavyweight. And uh, so you know, I think before before Hamilton moved up from two twenty. You know, before like at the end of last year, if we didn't know that that Horn and Hamilton were going to move up, then you probably would think Copas would be number one. But now he's number three, and and I don't know. I'm curious to know how he'll do in this field, and and I don't think I don't think I'll pick. I would pick him to to beat Keontae in the semis, which I think means we're probably going to get a rematch in the finals. Uh, and I don't know. I want to know if Keontae's made any adjustments in that match. Yeah, that match surprised me. Um, it surprised most everyone. 
how it materialized. Um, my question is this probably, it's got to be like the best uh, heavyweight class at Super 32, like ever. Because it's very rare Definitely. you get all these guys. It's, a, it's the only weight with one, two, three. Only cow. Yeah. So that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. All right. Very exciting, exciting times. Um, also, right. too, you're talking about the college thing. Yeah. Um, if you look at the guys on the other end that are uncommitted, um, there's only 16 left on the class of 2021 big board that are uncommitted. And a number of those guys will be in action. Evan Bates, Brandon Hostin, Jake Evans, Nick Moore, Ramon Ramos, Vinny Zerbin. But then the juniors is really loaded with Nick Buzakis, Rylan Rogers, Matthew Singleton, Anthony Ferrari. Oh. Gains a clock. Gains a um, clock, baby. <laughs> he's the highest ranked guy at 152. But, I mean, he's really good, too. Um, just, like, going to be really good like AJ was. Um, Nicola Rivera. Uh, looking down through here, but yeah, it, the junior class has, I mean, over twenty guys on the big board that are are still uncommitted and will be in action. Who can who can beat Buzakis? Is he a, is he a huge favorite here? I think so. Um, I, Buzakis, he's number one in the class of twenty twenty two, and and it's it's because he he has won like everything since since Fargo twenty nineteen. The only match. He lost. He lost in the Powerade Finals on an illegal slam call. Where the wrestler was unable to continue. Questionable slam call at that. But he just he doesn't lose. And in high school, like everybody loses. Everybody takes losses. Um, I mean, th- think about the top guys in in the class of 2021 right now. Like Richie has lost. taken a loss. Uh, you know, Facundo Facundo has taken losses. Patty Gallagher has. I mean, all these guys have taken losses. Um, Stevo, right? He's he just has taken two losses this fall. I all lost earlier this summer. Yeah. I all lost twice this summer. I mean, so all these guys take losses, and and Buzakis just hasn't. He's he's wrestled like an entire year. I think the last loss I can think of is Akron, um, and so it's just super super hard to pick against this guy. But his his weight class is stacked. Let me, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eleven more ranked guys in there, mm. including three, four, five, seven, nine, ten. I mean, it's it's going to be a field that's going to test him. But um, I mean, seven of the top ten. Seven of the top ten are in there. Problem is, like you know, Nico Nardone. He he's the guy that Buzakis beat in the finals last year. It was yeah. it was not super close. Um, I don't know. The Renneria match could be. Could be interesting, but Buzakis is just, he's, I, I think he's Next in this deep level. of field about as big a favorite as, as you probably have against a three. Right. Um, but, but it's, it's going to be great to see him because we didn't get him at who's number one. Right. Um, but dude, he, he's been wrestling. He's, I think he's had 13, 14 matches this fall between grappler fall classic and uh, Olympic club duels. He's just been like, he's been sharpening those skills. I think he's going to be a guy that like, if you're setting your arena alerts for like five guys, make sure he's one of them because he's gonna. Fries. Burgers and fries. He's gonna he's gonna set. Uh, he, he's worth watching like every time he steps on the map. Okay, who are some of the other just absolute elite, best of the best guys that are that are coming? Buzakis, Ayala, uh, in the mix. Who else? Let's see. Uh, Ryland Rogers is gonna be back. Oh baby! The last time we saw him, he lost to to Lenny Pinto, but but I think he's a guy that. Um, that you absolutely have to have to watch, and and same goes for Seth Shoemate. Similar to mm-hmm. Rogers, he took a loss, but he's gonna be back, and and um, he the kid that kid is is really really good. He's um, 
you know, coming off the loss and he looked like he still needed to get his his lungs figured out a little bit when we saw him at who's number one. But I think he's going to have that ready for this weekend. And and so Shoemate is another guy that, that I think you just, you know, have to keep your eyes on for sure. Yeah, who who could challenge him at, in this? Uh, at one ninety five, pretty big favorite. Uh, I I think he's a a decent favorite. Um, Brandon Hoselton, an Illinois kid. Uh, he's he's in number the five last year. Yep, he was a finalist last year. He's super good. Evan Bates is a you know another guy on top forty guy on the twenty twenty one big board. Yep, we've got. Um, I think we have school lists for both those guys actually. Yeah, um, Hoselton's list was pretty big just because they. They were much further back in the recruiting process than they thought they would be with the shutdown. Bates was down to like three, though. It was like Northwestern, I think Indiana, and Cornell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but those are probably the two biggest challengers for for Shoemate. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think he, I think he's a, a, I think he's a favorite here for sure. So yeah, that yeah that kid man, he's really, really offensive. And and I don't think people that watch who's number one maybe realize how offensive he is because Piccolo's defense was just like right. so solid. But even in that match, I mean, he was attacking a lot. A lot. It just, he wasn't scoring. So, um, Shoemate's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, we can't wait. Starts um, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah. Saturday morning. You're headed to Myrtle Beach. Have you ever been there? Never been to Myrtle Beach. Some great putt-putt there. I keep hearing that. What's this? What's going on with the putt putt? Well, I was kind of kidding. Well, I mean, you, you take your pick. You got pirate themed. Other, it's a, it's a big beach thing. You know. Okay. Do they have beaches in? Yeah, I guess in Colorado you don't go to beaches. You don't go to beaches in Colorado. No. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Lots of putt putt to be played. Most of it's pirate themed, but okay. that that's fun. Do it's I need fun. to pack my pirate gear? You should have it. I mean, okay. you'll probably get a discount. Um, Caleb got a hole-in-one when we went putt-putt last time, and we still have the certificate for a free round. But we didn't get, we didn't get to spend it, so I, maybe I, I'll get that to you so you can uh, you know, take the boys out for a nice little treat. That'd be great. Um, okay. Anything else on Super 32? Um, I, I'm super interested in the lightweights, 106 and 113. I think a lot of these weights, like they're so deep that you have a ton of juniors and seniors, but – Especially 106, it's 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 young guys and it's the crop that's coming. I mean, last year this is when we learned about uh, when everybody kind of learned about Mason Gibson, uh, and and 106 is a weight where there's just like there's not a real clear favorite and there's these young faces that that you're going to be seeing for a long time. Um, so that's one that I that I think people should really follow, even though you might not recognize a lot of the names right now, uh, and. Um, and, and yeah, there's no, there's just really no true favorite. Uh, the top two kids in the country here have have taken losses. Vinny Kilkery and uh, Nate Jezeroga both, you know, taken losses in in somewhat recent memory. But there are double digit ranked kids, and all but one are freshmen and sophomores. So keep your eyes on that bracket. It, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of the, the bracket of the future. So I would watch that one. I would also check out if you're a college fan, get on the site. We got a lot of breakdowns with all the college committed guys and the uncommitted guys like Bradkey referred to and Seth Duckworth did one for Oklahoma State fans to follow. And so there's just a bunch of good college stuff on there. I would I would make sure you get familiar with all that stuff. Okay. All right. I just saw something on your on the page here. Yes. Is there another Jordan? Barrick Jordan. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about it. I love the Jordan. Who's he related to? I I don't know which which He's not part Bo's, of the... Bo's first 
uh, child is not in high school yet, right? <laughs> I don't think it's Bo's, okay. I don't think it's Bo's son. Um, I, I don't know what what uh, branch of the family tree he he's growing off of, but he th- that kid's good, man. He uh, he's wrestled yeah. a lot this summer. Um, he, yeah, he's did in, they, yeah. Did he's, they bring he, him to your thing, Ben? Yeah, he was at our duels. He I, he really impressed me. Um, good. He had I think he had a good dump and dump right into a tilt series. Was I bet he, he has a good single him. leg. If I had to guess. I think it was more of a dump. I don't think he was shooting regular single legs. They're going to get that cleaned up. He's going to be shooting okay. singles. Coming out the back door. Okay. By this weekend. Probably. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, always excited for another Jordan in the mix. Uh, okay. Well, cool. Good stuff. Uh, safe travels to you and, and the whole gang. And everyone headed to. Joe Caprino says he's not related to Jim or Jeff. Come on. Really? He's... Who's he, who is he then? He's related to someone. Did he just maybe well, hits? Is it a Gracie situation? I was just like going to describe. Did he marry himself in? Yeah, he's, it's tra- like Caleb Brand changed his <laughs> changed his last name. I don't know. Until proven otherwise, he's part of the family tree. Uh, okay, Barrick is a pretty good name too. Barrick. I never he's heard at, the name Barrick. Have you? No, but I like it. He's at Graham. I don't Barack. I mean, familiar with that one? Someone said he's from Arizona. I don't think he's from Arizona. Oh, oh man, that doesn't make any sense. I get well. It so makes it, sense it, it, in that people move all the time to wrestle at good high schools. People move to Graham, yeah, to wrestle there. Okay, not a lot of people live in Champaign. But but why would Jeff Jordan's kid be living in Arizona? Because <laughs> it's not that? Jeff Jordan's kid. Yeah, I mean, there's there are, there's a match here from 2017. Listen, Barry we're sending Jordan, Team Arizona. We're sending uh, uh, wrestling's watchdog David Bray there to get the <laughs> get the facts. Talk to Barrick Jordan. Gotcha journalism. Figure out. Why is your last name Jordan? What's your guy's name? What's Carl, your guy's Monday. Name? Carl Monday. <laughs> Carl Monday. You got to do the deep dive. You got to do the Carl Kenny Monday deep dive, guys. I was watching a lot more of him last night. Yeah. Oh, man. my God. He busted up the Cleveland uh, <laughs> Cleveland uh, mail office. They're losing all kinds of mail because they were drunk on the job. <laughs> he just films them. Si- he just films them sitting I in their swear. cars. He <laughs> went undercover and was no. just filming them in the USPS. Uh, <laughs> Ben, parking hammered? lot, and they were just they were hammered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you've got to watch that. This is basically eighty percent of Carl Monday's job is just busting Clevelanders not doing their jobs, just literally not working. No, one hundred percent. That's what it is. But, but he's dude, like, our taxpayer dollars are not at work. The best part about that story was normally, normally he uh, he's like wearing a trench coat, but he went like undercover for this one. <laughs> he's too recognizable, Carl Monday. <laughs> He's got a windbreaker and shades on. Oh man, it looks like. I wonder if Tyler can pull this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna send you a picture of Carl Monday undercover. So if you see Carl on the streets of Cleveland, we know a lot of people in Ohio listen to this show. Do not blow up Carl Monday's spot because if he's in a disguise, that means he's on the case, which means he's trying to help the city of Cleveland. So don't blow him up if you see him. Let him go. Just give him a a tip of the cap, and Carl Monday will know you're you're a part of the the watchdog team. Yeah. So, oh all right. Gosh. I gotta. I gotta bring my pirate gear. I gotta bring my trench coat and a few disguises. Yeah. For, for all right. Here we go. This is Carl. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Disguise from that's Carl. His, that's his disguise. <laughs> yeah. That's him undercover, Ben. So if you see him, guys, that's Carl Monday. Let him be. Let him be the watchdog of Cleveland. I don't plan on being in Cleveland anytime soon. So. Well, that's unfortunate for you. Didn't you get your surgery there? I did. I ain't going back. You're going back. I'm good. I wonder if Cleveland. I bet he's. I bet he's. I bet he's put some 
held some feet to the fire <laughs> at the Cleveland Clinic over the years. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Yeah, he he is retired right now. Um, although he did come out of retirement in 2019 to break a story about uh, some <laughs> municipal workers using a uh, one of the garages as a big party house. <laughs> they had scrippers there Uh, okay Uh, maybe we can give them to freelance for us we got a couple stories that we can't we can't crack we'll get Carl in the case Mm -hmm. okay hey Kyle had an alien hour last week and we just forgot to do it Uh, Uh I don't remember what happened we had a busy show and uh, but we before we do the new one, we got to talk about the Haunchy people of Wisconsin Ooh. and figure out what Ben knows about oh, the yeah, Haunchies. Good call. What? You don't know haunchies? the Haunchies? Oh my gosh! How do you spell, I, how do you spell Haunchy? Is that H A U N C H I or something? H A U C H Y Haunchyville and then Ville Haunchyville. Uh, so what do you what do you know about uh, Muskego, Wisconsin? Oh, that's close. That's that's real close. Yeah. Oh, so essentially, you've never heard the story. I never heard the haunchy haunchy story. No. Okay. So essentially, um, back in like 30s and 40s, when circuses were a big deal, and um, I think did we determine little people was the best word for we, them? That's what we're gonna go. With. Okay, little people. Um, we're trying not to get canceled here. So little people. They had them in the circus. And um, okay. there's a few different stories of how this happened. They either, the circus just went bankrupt and everyone just kind of went their own separate ways and they were in Wisconsin when it happened and they just made that their home. Or they revolted against this uh, terrible circus owner and uh, they, they murdered him and then they were free yeah. to live as they wanted to Wikipedia says they, they cut him to pieces is what Wikipedia says. Yeah, so th- what, the, and then they took up, residency in Muskego at the end of Mystic Road and that is Haunchyville. That is where they live. Do they we live know in that these... there's a, a Mystic Road that actually exists yes. in Muskego? Yes, there is. Yes, look it up. Look it up. It's a private road, no trespassing, and so many people go there looking for these people that the cops the cops are rumored to be in on it. They might be protecting the Haunchy people because they don't want people to go there looking for them. They'll issue tickets to people because they're on this private property trespassing really yeah but that kind of makes you think they might be in cahoots with the with the haunchy people um did but essentially say, did you just say in cahoots like a wisconsin person cahoots yeah yeah cahoots. yeah man cahoots. hey how far is uh, <laughs> mystic road there uh for you ben i'm, I'm looking at it right now yeah. i might go tonight with my wife yeah hop in the pontiac there see if yeah. you can uh you know check it out you know, ozzy he loves the little people he might be welcomed as one and Ben, uh, Tyler's got a, a picture here. Oh yeah, of uh, the, one of their houses oh. at the end of Mystic Road here. We call those haunchy huts. Yeah. Wow. So look at this. Thing. Th- this is the kind of things that they live in. Beautiful. And if you okay. go there, if you trespass right. on their land, they cut your legs off at the knees. So you have to live like they do. Yeah. So they're short. Dog. And there's, it's there's, only thirty-two minutes Road. from my house, Kyle. It's only oh, thirty-two minutes. Oh, you gotta go, Ben. I gotta, I gotta come visit, and then, we, then we go. Pick up some walleye. You can have it afterwards there. <laughs> a little fish fry. <laughs> you and the missus. Amy oh, loves well. the fish fries. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So that, that's catching up on the haunchy people. I'm surprised you didn't know about that with that being so close. I, I'm, not, I'm gonna ask my Muskego people if they know about the haunchies. Okay. Yeah, are you gonna open a AWA Haunchyville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we're opening one right in that area. Really See? Soon, yeah. So you gotta call AWA Haunchyville. But you should! <laughs> 
You might get sued by the haunchy people like you did the Packers, but yeah. it'd be worth the it. Haunch- uh, I don't think the haunchies have trademarked their name. So maybe yeah, not not likely. All right, so today <laughs> today we're going to I, I talked about this man. It's probably been it's maybe two years. How long have we been doing this? Year? No one knows. Long time. Yeah, no one knows. I'm talking about just Alien Hour, but oh, six sixteen. We did the Bigfoot one was. Uh, when Round Rock said that there was a Bigfoot, oh, you yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. That was in like 2017. Oh wow. I'd say. Okay, so I, I've covered Mothman being in Chicago, but there was another incident that occurred very recently, oh, and sure. I'm really concerned um, about our Chicago friends because we have many. And I and I've talked about this with Mothman before. He is a bad omen. Anytime he shows up somewhere, something bad happens. And obviously, the most famous one is when he was in. Point Pleasant, West Virginia, uh, being sighted for a year, year and a half, and then the Silver Bridge collapsed, um, unfortunately killing a lot of people. And I, I'm just I'm concerned about <laughs> CP's stomach. It's a bad omen. Oh, first of all, <laughs> that was, that so was the loud. stomach. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if everyone else could hear that, but wow. Oh wow. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> if you heard it, then the people heard it. Yeah, that was just a little. St- a little tummy rumbler. Daddy's a little hungry. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, but for the past couple of years, there have been an alarming number. Like, not like you, I feel like randomly you'll just get people claiming they saw Mothman, but not these like concentrated cluster of sightings that there have been in Chicago. And on September 24th, a worker at uh, the USPS sorting facility at O'Hare Airport. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, she's leaving. At about 11 p.m. at night, her shift is over, and she's walking to her car, and she thinks she sees this, like, figure down at the end of the parking lot, and she just assumed it was, like, a worker, like, stepping away for a minute. And as she gets in her car, she turns on her uh, car, her headlights come on, and she can see the figure better now because the lights go right on that. But it wasn't a person, and it was a red-eyed creature. And what she thought they were wearing a coat, it was its, like, wings. Like, oh. you know, kind of hunched uh-huh. over. Um, and she's, so she says, I'm 5'4", and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then started making some type of chirping sound, almost a half chirp and half click like someone was clicking their tongue, but much faster. Then made some type of screeching sound and took off running toward me. It oh got within 10 gosh. feet of me and took off in the air and flew above my car. Oh, my gosh. I was screaming hysterically as I crouched down behind Cars opened my car's open door and I dived into my car head first. I was in near panic as I tried to start the car, close and lock the doors, and turn on my interior lights. Started my car and took off out of the parking lot and flew down the road till I hit the main road. Uh, and then she just sped home and told her husband about it and everything. But this is this is not good, especially Mothman being around the airport now. I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this like... one bit. <laughs> so, is there anything? Uh, did did uh. So nothing bad has followed up with this, but no, yeah, this is September twenty fourth. This just happened. Oh boy, we're less than a month away from from the incident. How the, how, how legit is this uh, this USPS worker? We we feel like she's credible. Yeah, I well, do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Carl Monday just told us that we cannot trust anything that's coming out of the USPS because yeah. these, these I would agree. that story that's was Cleveland. also from nineteen ninety three. Oh, maybe they clean up their accents. <laughs> He's been doing this a long time, guys. So maybe He's they... been cleaning these streets forever. But if Mothman's <laughs> flying around airports, is is he not putting himself in danger of being sucked into a jet engine at some point? Come on. 
the Mothman. Moth it's Mothman. What do we, you really think Mothman's gonna get sucked up there? I, I don't know. It's a pretty no. busy airspace. All right. Well, this isn't it, good. It's, it's more this. This one is more just like a follow up. I'm collecting facts as they come in. Yeah. I want all of our friends in the Chicago Chicago land area to, to be careful. Because they've been seeing him on the tops of buildings previously, yes, right? Yes, yes. It's just been people. He's been in like more downtown Chicago too. Like people just walking the streets and they're seeing this thing up there, and on top of buildings and stuff. And, and I don't know. It, it, and then when he's having close encounters like that, like it really feels like he's like trying to warn these people. Man, it, just a big idea. He could just tell someone, like, "Hey, this bridge is gonna fall down on this day." So if he's actually trying to help. I think he could do a little better job than freaking everyone out. He can't yes. talk. He's not effective. We can't talk. I'm going to call Mothman a straight fraud right now. Uh, that's a really bad idea. He does not want to help anyone. <laughs> this is not good. He doesn't want to help. He's not for the people. I mean, I don't know if he's supposed to be for the people. Okay. I'm not saying that he ever was supposed to be for the people. I'm just letting you know that's a terrible idea, and you should probably take that back. I'm not taking it back. Okay. I would ask. <laughs> now you have the Russians and Mothman after you. <laughs> I would ask yeah. him if 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 I'm I were a parent, should my kids be afraid of him? Yes, they should be. <laughs> okay, I mean, are they or should they be afraid of a bridge collapsing? You yes, know? They, they should be absolutely afraid of him and the bridge, or or he's both. just a warning no, sign. Both. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. All right. Well, good update there on the Mothman. Uh, a lot of believers. I freaked out when I saw the Moth Mothman. Probably that movie is creepy. That is a creepy freaking movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Richard Gere. He yeah. He's uh, great. Yeah, that movie was very scary. Very scary movie. Um, and I hate scary movies, so lose-lose. Uh, One time, um, I want Flo to pay for me to go back to Point Pleasant for the Mothman Festival. Okay. And do like some man on the street, street type stuff. Done. Name your price. Okay. Because, you know, it's just about it, an hour away from Parkersburg. It needs to just involve your current salary. Yeah. But we're just going to keep that going, and then you should just go. Okay. We'll just – all right. We'll talk about it later. Can we just like buy the Mothman Festival, perhaps? Probably just live stream. We it. just stream it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been trying. It's not easy. He's hard to pin down when he's in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we do some? Uh, well, do we want to do questions yet, Ben? Do you have anywhere else you want to go? Uh, I do not have anything else I want to go. Oh, you know what? Actually, Troy Steiner gave me a call yesterday. Fresno okay. State, and he wanted to on on the budget note. Um, he wanted to say when they came back, they were only offered four and a half scholarships, mm -hmm. um, which one over the course of three years was up to nine point nine. So that that uh, accounts for a large portion of the increase in budget. Mm -hmm. And he said he doesn't know where you got the one point one one point one. The highest they ever spent was nine hundred thousand. I think. Yeah, I'll find the article. I didn't like. Um, so. Yeah. yeah. So he said he want he wanted to clarify that he to his knowledge they were never over budget and uh the the increase had to do much with the increased amount of scholarships. Okay. Yeah, I'll find yeah. uh where that was. Not right now. But got it. <laughs> By yeah, next we have season. questions. Okay. <clears throat> First question. What are the chances we have fans in the stands in St. Louis? The restrictions may only be people closely connected to teams that can get in, if anyone. Notice yesterday, NCAA had released their holds on some hotels that are normally blocked. I reserved, this guy reserved his room at the Hyatt Arch, if you're curious where Scott Ross is staying. Cool. And if you wanted to. Nice, Scott. You want to stalk him? That's where he's going to be for, uh, in mid-March. So, yeah, I, 
man, I as this thing improves not that quickly, I can't help but wonder if that'll be the case. I I can't imagine a scenario where it's full capacity. No, nope. no way. And not by next March, I think about last year the initial, which was going to be no fans except for like you know the teams were going to give out like two tickets per like athlete or something crazy like that. So basically no fans. Uh, I hope it's somewhere between that and what we're seeing in some football stadiums where it's like, you know, a percentage, like 50. Yeah. You see Texas, Texas A&M going ham. They got they don't care. their whole, whole stadium full. They don't care. There is no Corona in Texas A&M. Yeah. Or that much. Florida. The uh, SEC, or the SEC is, nope. is threatening some big time, like million dollar fines. Really? Really? Yeah. Against Texas A&M? Against all schools, because there was a case, there was a situation with Georgia early in the year against Auburn. It looked like they had way more people than they were supposed to have, and all the crowd shots. No one was wearing masks. They did, weren't spread apart. Um, Nobody. Well, like ninety percent of the Our people they would few? show in the shot, yeah, were wearing masks, and then like they were just on top of each other too. They weren't spread apart like they were supposed to be ah, there. It looked like wow. way more people, and then you had Florida complaining about Texas A and M having too many people, and yeah, the SEC's. Uh, and for coaches wearing masks um, on the sidelines. So, yeah, the SEC's starting to threaten some big-time punishments. Oh, boy. Say but mm. I think there can be a percentage of people. Yeah. Because they're not going to be as rowdy as the football fans would be. Yeah, I don't know. Cleveland in uh, 18. That was a – Yeah. That was something. Uh, Carl Monday. Carl, <laughs> Carl Monday. I don't know if he's in the crowd or not. If he was, he was probably in disguise. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I can't imagine that they have full capacity fans, and that would that's unfortunate because that's part of what makes NCAA so cool and wrestling yes. so cool is you get to watch the best sport in the best atmosphere, right? That's why Carver and Rec Hall and the Cavelli Center and, and Gallagher Iba are so fun because you have wrestling as it's intended to be viewed, in my opinion. Man. And how sad is it that, that we're going to have to wait at least seven years to even try the football stadium again? That is so sad. I can't That's believe so it. so sad. I really wish Why they... won't they try it again? I don't know. Maybe they're... I don't know. I mean, did Minnesota just say, all uh, right, Yeah, it. one thing I should have brought up when we talked about the cities, I think, last Thursday, because a lot of people were like, why don't they go here? Why don't they go here? Why don't they go here? Well, the cities have to bid on it, yeah. too. Yeah, like, to you bid. have to put, huh? like, a proposal and a plan and all this stuff together, and and usually uh, the arena is working with a committee. Like, because if you look at all of the sites, yep. there's a host team. Um, yes. Or, like, when it goes to Cleveland, the MAC is the host, uh, the Mid-American Conference. So... They might not be, I don't know, maybe those cities, maybe Minnesota was like, eh, whatever. Like, don't want to try it again. Yeah. Last time it didn't go so great. I mean, it would be Man, but freaking it, awesome. Yeah. You you would think, though, that they put all that effort into planning and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you essentially say, hey, give it to us in 2023, which is the next available bid, all that legwork has already been done. You don't have to really redo that in any way, shape, or form. Um, so it's kind of sad that that all goes to waste. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, I like when they, you know, every couple of years they would do something that's a little different and unique. Like they did New York, which was awesome. And then they were going to try the, the football stadium, which I 
you know, a lot of people were sort of hating on it at the end, but I was really excited for it. I was too. It was going to be, I think it was going to be great. So it's unfortunate. It seems like it's going to be just pretty conventional from now till what, 26? Is that the last year? Mm-hmm. Lame. Yeah. Lame. Um, but, you know, complaining ain't going to do nothing. All right, next up. Mm-hmm. This is a common question. Can Americans enter worlds without consent from USA Wrestling? That's a negative. That question was asked yesterday, and the answer is no. And I know people have kind of cited Russia getting kicked out, and they're kind of competing under the neutral whatever, but that's not an option uh, as I was made to understand. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Highly. Would you say that Bo Nickel was the closest to four NCAA titles? Are there other three-timers who came as close as he did? Well, his his teammate Jason Nolf certainly. Yeah, is it was that the same question? Did I, did I misread that? Where it was the same question that said Nolf and Nickel, or would this one just say Nickel? This one just says Nickel. And they're okay. just talking about Penn State um, guys, or what? Uh, no, I think just three timers that were that close to four, right? Four Lee time finalists. Right? Yeah, he lost uh, by Lee referee's Kemp. decision. Yeah, that's yeah. garbage. That's that's just the number one. I can't imagine. I I hope that match doesn't exist on film. It'll probably just make us all really mad. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I Nolf lost six five in a nail biter. Um, yeah. Nickel obviously was was favored to win that Miles Martin match and is what six, six and two against him or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. I I, guess I I would say both of those are equally close. Yeah, it, it's. The one thing that you could say, okay, if you wanted to go edge nickel there, you could say, well, he was beaten Miles two or three times that year. And then, yes. but on the other hand, the match was not quite as close as the Nolf Feimar match was, which was a one pointer. And yeah, to be fair, Nolf had beaten Imar that year. They had split that year. But um, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely, that's, that's about as close as you can get. Yeah, the, I mean, the league camp obviously is a great example, and I'd have to go back and look at all the other three-timers who made the finals to – I guess, I don't know, what if you saw a three-timer that took third also that lost like a crazy semifinal and overtime or double overtime right. or something? That well, you had Ed had his uh, Amuchastegui loss, and then he kind of steamrolled back for third that year. His that, freshman wasn't very, year. That, that match wasn't very close. And he, I know he eventually injury defaulted, but it was I think eight two when he injury defaulted. Right, you know he got the first takedown, and then um, something was up with his knee afterwards. And not not discrediting Muchastegi, you know, nine years later, but um, for throwing things in consideration, that would be one for sure. Uh, okay, this is this is interesting from the actual cannibal who's a man of oh, depth. Gosh. Um, wow, Bracky does not want this question asked. No, he's an actual cannibal, man. Every time we say it, I'm concerned that we're like uh, Are we enabling, enabling a serial killer. We, I think that's just, at this point, that's the risk we, we have to take. <laughs> you think he's, what do you think the worst thing he's ever done is while he's listening to the show? Oh, man. I don't even want to think about that. Um, yeah, let's, let's not answer that question. In meditations, Marcus Aurelius states choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed don't feel harmed and you haven't been how realistic is it to believe that no matter how great the circumstance our 
We ourselves determine whether or not we are affected. This, this is a Ben Askren question here, if there ever was one. That's deep. I, I like it. Um, and I would say probably not fully agree because say if you get shot or something. <laughs> yeah. Harm. In fact, even if you choose not to believe that that has happened. But I would say in modern society, uh, being the victim is kind of something a lot of people like to do. And so a lot of people will play up the agree the grievances against themselves. So I would say very good, Marcus Aurelius. Yes, and you need to credit the actual cannibal as well for bringing that to our and attention. Actual cannibal. And I think I, no, I love it. I think there is a not enough accountability, and there is a a race to win the um, the the victim Olympics. Sometimes that I don't really understand. It's like something that people are. Um, oh, they want to be victims. I don't understand it. And yeah, thank you, Marcus. Uh, okay. <laughs> we talked about the Wisconsin hammers. Okay. Bailey Brown as Ben's hip recovers more and more. Has he started to notice new improved super ducking powers? I want to see him attempt one on Burroughs. Super duck. I, I think the super duck is significantly overrated. Uh, I do like it just a, a regular duck hunter, like step one way, go the other direction. Mm-hmm. And actually, so one of my things when I wrestle at younger kids, I don't like shooting anything head on because in the case that they're stupid enough to put the head down, I don't want to smash them, you know? Yeah. So I try to do, if I'm wrestling like high school kids, only misdirection stuff. So one that I always hit them with, I let them, I let them get this wrist. I, I step the one way with my bicep tie. They think I'm going that way. Boom, and then I duck back the other direction. So, like a good duck under, not a super duck though. Yeah, I think the super duck is. It had a real, real hot run there from like 2009 to 2011, maybe. But no one's really hitting it anymore. I, we kind of went to war against the super duck uh, a couple months ago. I feel um, it's overrated. It's yeah, it's not a good. It's, you're not going to hit this on the best guys. It'll get you on flow. It got many people on flow back in the day, but now it's just not really going to. So it's Flo's fault it's overrated then. Yep, I, that was not my error. Blame Flo. I was just, uh, but yes, definitely blame us. Um, it is a sick looking move though when you hit it. But speaking of which, Bubba J, he tried it, obviously. Um, did not work. Did Yeah, did not work. Very predictable result there. All right, this is for <laughs> uh, Stephen Kyle Brackey from Tim Amos. Over under four placers from West Virginia. Title streak stays alive. <laughs> Oh boy! I just said, at, oh, at Super Thirty Two. Yeah. yeah, as much as I would like to see the title streak stay alive, I do, I do not believe it will. Um, hmm. Man, I think it'd be tough for them to get over four placers. Sam Herring says, "Hey, we love our Super Ducks." Sam, what are you doing, man? Super Ducks. If you can Sam's hit him, still in youth wrestling. All right, yeah, hit him. If you can hit him, hit him. Don't, don't let these people rain on your parade. Yeah. All right, fine. Duck Listen, away. Brecky, just because I'm trying to be a wise consultant of younger wrestlers who are more likely to waste their time because <clears> they think it's cool and want to be on flow and not make them as successful. Listen, don't don't, don't be mad at me for helping these guys in their success of wrestling. I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying there, there, are, there are people that can hit them and hit them effectively. Um, There's very, very few people who have hit them effectively on a regular basis as true. like a go-to scoring move. In a regu- in regular basis against anyone who's... High level. Yeah, high level. Yeah. In a high yeah, level match. I know, but if you can, hit it. All these people talk you out of it. I don't know if I've seen a Super Duck at the NCAA tournament. 
I'm sure that I'm I'm, sure I know there have had that I know there have been, but I've watched a lot of matches. I don't have any recollection of one. One I can remember that was high level against high level opponent was Yawn against Morgan McIntosh. Oh, in that duel. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's like fixing his headgear and then he's, you know. But uh, other know. than that, I can't remember uh, a lot of others. <clears throat> also, uh, we we post a lot less super ducks than we used to. Yeah, but, but I don't see them. <laughs> Well, you know the stupid one that's getting popular right now, and I'm I'm thinking actually maybe it's a it's a decent move. I'm debating it in my head. I got I got to see it so much. But is the jujitsu one where they die? Yeah, roll under the Iminari Iminari roll. Yeah, yeah, Iminari roll. Yeah, because if you do it properly, you're generally not going to end up bad. If you even if you miss the leg, you'll as you roll over, you'll end up in kind of like a high crotch stretch out high crotch, which I guess is not great position. But if you're really struggling to Get to someone's legs. It is a unique motion that kind of throws off their uh, their sensors. Yeah, it, it's sort of a strange one. Um, okay, from Jake. This is a good question. Will anyone get Carvered this season despite the lack of fans? This would be the ultimate credit to Carver Hawkeye Arena if it can pull it off and Carver someone without people so. in it. I think that's I think that's the, the necessary element is the crazy fans yelling at you. Yeah, that's how you get Carvered. And, uh, yeah, now, uh, then there'd be like a Mothman effect with Carver Arena. Could Ooh. be. <laughs> wow. They'd really have to pull out all the stops. Um, okay, John Arthur. Starocki's best win in 2019 per WrestleStat was a 3-2 decision against number 17, Ben Harvey. His one dominant win against a very good, not great Skatskin freestyle. And you pick him over Kimmer? <sighs> Love you, man, but Askren got it right. Penn State Homer. Ooh. I knew it. Penn State homer. I knew it. It's really stupid to call CP a Penn State homer. Yeah. Um, because it's funny because most of – yeah. Because it really switches. Because I mean, you guys don't like the truth. I used to – I used to get called that a lot. And then Penn State fans then started not to like what I said, and they said I was a Penn State hater. And now I'm a homer, but I think I'm just telling the truth, and I'm not biased. And all the people accusing me of bias – are actually biased. I bet John Arthur doesn't like Penn State. If I had to guess. And I'm not saying oh, that like picking Kimmer or not picking Kimmer is like, you know, the the way everyone should be thinking, but I can just and I think we all can just acknowledge that this guy's really good. And I'm not a Penn State homer at all. Or are right. you? Or am I? Yeah. All right. We'll keep the mystery alive. Um, okay. I don't see a lot else. Uh, I think we could probably safely. Um, hey, how many of you guys are going to, uh, Myrtle beach? All three of you are just Bray. I'm going, but I have a putt putt tournament. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to catch super 32. No, just kidding. Uh, Bray's going JD, mm -hmm. Mike Mao, Spay. That's right. The fearsome Those foursome. Four. That's what they call them. That is. That's Got what it. they've been calling us for They're a long time. They're very now. scary people. Yeah. Uh, hey, can we can we ask Bray or one of them to be back on the show on on Tuesday? Because I'm sure we'll talk about Super Two two results, and they'll be more. I'll pretty much just be watching my guys, so I'm gonna miss a lot of the other high level matches. Um, so maybe we can have them back on on Tuesday. Let's do it. Let's do it. That sounds great. Sweet. All right, Tyler, we are good to go. Appreciate you guys so much. Fun week of FRL. Saturday morning, Super 32. And the week after that, we've got the 8-man, 195. Got some more news on the 150 8-man that we'll let you know soon. 
Very excited for that. And the completion of the November 14th card. It's not just going to be Zahid versus Burles, even though that'll be worth the price Ooh. of admission, which there hey, is no admission. What'd you say? Yeah, maybe I'll text Ben Askren. Hey, text the card? Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, thanks so much. We will be back Tuesday. Enjoy Super 32 if you're traveling. Travel safely. See you soon.